Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, this is the J Love Podcast with your boy J Love. Now, uh, right off the bat, I want to say thank you to everyone that messaged me and DM'd me of their wild hot takes. And we're going to get to those in a second, but I want to get to uh, something that uh, I've done over the last couple of years. Uh, right around this time of, se- of the season uh, in the NFL, and that's my power rankings. Um, and, you know, a lot of people, they go different ways. You know, a lot of people, they go, oh, well, if they played head-to-head, then, you know, they they should be lower. I just feel like if I had to name 10 good teams in a particular order, this is how I personally would do it. And I and I feel like I've ranked these teams based off an ability to win a Super Bowl. Uh, so the first team we're going to start off with at number 10 is the Tennessee Titans. And I know a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, they lost to the Jets. There's no reason. There's no way that they should be ahead of, you know, some of these other teams. Well, they actually just beat the Bills. And... You know, the thing about Tennessee is, obviously, they have an MVP caliber player in Derrick Henry. They have a quality quarterback in Ryan Tannehill. Probably probably a top 15 quarterback. I, I would say he's a top 15 quarterback. Top, You know, if you ask anyone around the league, not Twitter, not, you know, fans. If you ask anyone around the league, they're going to say he's a top 15 quarterback. So you add that with a little bit of pass rush, some good... Some good corners, not great corners, but some good corners. Uh, and guys that just play hard. Their coaches play, their coaches coach hard and the players play hard. And it's just a good, solid team. I'm not saying that they're going to win a Super Bowl, but they have quality players, not to mention Julio Jones. They're just, they're a playoff team. And again, they play the Colts this week. Who And, and this game is probably going to be an eliminator in terms of who's the better team in the division as of right now. Um, But I have Tennessee over them because I think even though the Colts just beat down the Niners, I don't think the Niners are as good as the Bills, and the Titans just beat the Bills. And actually, if you look at that, it was kind of an upset win. The Bills were ahead. Tennessee came from behind and won. You can't knock them. Uh, Number nine, this team should be way higher talent-wise, but... It's the Browns, and I hate to put I hate to put them at nine, but one of the reasons why I put them at nine is Baker Mayfield. I I just think, you know, I I personally believe that the Browns are probably in the worst case situation that that they could possibly be in because you're never gonna be bad enough to get one of the elite quarterbacks to come to your team and save your franchise. And Baker Mayfield's always going to be good enough to you where you can give him 30 mil. You can give him 40 mil, and it'll be fine. He'll, he, he's never going to be bad enough. He's not bad. He's a top, like I said, just like him in Tannehill, top 15 quarterback. But he doesn't have any moments where when the game is on the line, Baker Mayfield's going to win the game for me. I just feel like when you have an Odell Beckham and Landry and the three, the trio of tight ends that he has and the offensive line and the elite running backs, 
the Browns told you they uh, they they built possibly the greatest roster of offensive talent that's ever been built, and it just seems like Baker isn't isn't good enough to take those pieces and win a Super Bowl with it. And uh, again, the season's very young. It, you know, it's almost it's almost halfway, but. You know, it's not over for them or nothing like that. I just feel that Baker is a ceiling that, yeah, they'll make the playoffs. They'll win, you know, 10, 11 games every year. But are they ever going to hit that? You know, are they ever going to get over the hump? And I think, you know, Landry and Odell, they may be damaged goods at this point. You know, neither one of them can stay healthy. It's just, it's a bad look. It's it, This isn't how it's supposed to be uh, this year, but... I'm going to put them there at number nine. I hate to do this, people. I hate to do this to my Raider Nation, but I'm putting the Raiders at number eight. And here's why. They're not great at anything. Derek Carr, it's kind of the opposite. (laughs) If you look at the Raiders and the Browns, the Browns literally have been living off of other teams, excuse me, off of other players that have kind of stepped up and filled in spots. The Raiders have been leaning heavily on Derek Carr. Derek Carr leads the, is second in the league in passing at this moment in terms of yards. He's killing it. And if it wasn't for uh, Kyle Murray and Tom Brady putting on epic seasons this year, I think Derek Carr would be in the hunt for an MVP. So, again, I, I, I am a big fan of uh, of. Derek Carr, but it's just they—they have a lot to work on. Their defense is is very good, almost night and day compared to what happened last year in terms of defense. But I just feel like they're leaning on Derek too much, and that's why I—I uh, I want to see a little bit more before I put them in the top tier of the team. So I put them uh, at number eight. Number seven is actually a team that they beat in week one, which is the Ravens. And the reason why I put them ahead of the Ravens now is because they have some of the pieces back that they didn't have in that game. Now, you did lose Ronnie Stanley, who didn't, I, if I remember correctly, he didn't play week one. Um, but now they get some of their, their draft picks back, some of their wide receivers. Last week, I think that's a game that you just throw away. You just look at the tape and you say, that was not us. We're better than that. And I think you move on. I don't I don't see them as any better. I don't see them any worse of a team. I just feel like it was one of those Sundays. You get 17 of these, three or four of them, you're not going to have it. And that's just the reality of football. Um, and, you know, the Bengals made them work for it. So I put the Ravens right there. Uh Number six is the Green Bay Packers. And the reason why I have Green Bay right here is they're a talented team, but and they beat who um, you know, who I have ahead of them. But the reason why I don't feel like again, this is based off playoffs. This is built this is based off of what is their ceiling. And I think to be 100% honest, I think the Green Bay Packers have hit their ceiling. I think, you know, I think Aaron Rodgers is 
you know, trying to make the best of a bad oper- a, a, a bad situation. But you want to talk about injuries. They're getting Bakhtiari back, who is much needed on that offensive line. Getting a, getting their premier left tackle is nice, but then, you know, you're losing all your receivers this week, you know, on a Thursday night game. So, again, I, I just look at Green Bay, who, who, like as I mentioned, is playing tonight. I just look at them, and, and I just don't see elite. I see a team that's, you know, getting by off of having Devontae Adams and having an Aaron Rodgers, but they, they're they not necessarily elite at anything. And that's something that I think if you're trying to win a championship, you got to bring some kind of special. Now, they get their star cornerback um, from injury, uh, Jari, uh, Jari Alexander, so it's going to be, you know, it's one of those things where I, I, I just feel like Green Bay still has another level to get to before I can put them in the same spot because we've done it for years. We've said we've sat here, you know, every every week we're all saying, okay, this is Green Bay's year. This is Green Bay's year. They're whooping on teams, and then they fold in the playoffs. So I'm not I'm not believing in them yet. I, I feel like they're playing exactly like how they normally play within the system i don't think that they're special there's any kind of special on their defense and that's why uh i got them there at number six and uh number five is a team that they just beat two weeks ago and that's the cincinnati Bengals. look nobody knew who hawkinson is nobody knows any you know anybody on their defense nobody knows anybody outside of Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, and yet they've kind of been able to build this team overnight into a premier AFC juggernaut. The reason why I say the reason why I say this is because if you look at the teams that they've beaten, uh, the Rams, or excuse me, the Ravens, and the Vikings, I'm going to throw them in there, even though, you know, I've been hard on the Vikings, but I've been hard on uh on uh I've been hard on their quarterback. I haven't necessarily been hard on the whole team. I think they have a lot of talent. Dalvin Cook is one of the best running backs in football and sometimes you can argue he's the best. So I, I just feel having wins over the Vikings, having a win over the Ravens, having a win over the Steelers, those are wins that are are stepping stones. And what you're seeing out of this Bengals team, Trey Hodkinson is probably going to be hands down the greatest Bengals free agent pickup of all time. Uh, the man has been a baller since he came to uh, the Bengals. And I think what you're seeing with them is you're seeing a team have faith in their franchise quarterback. Take us to the promised land. We're going to allow you to throw 38 times in a game if we have to. And I think that if you're the Browns, and this, you know, everyone's going to say this for clickbait, but it's tr- the reality is if you're the Browns, you now have the worst quarterback situation in the division. The rate, the, excuse me, not the rate, the Steelers, they're always going to be able to find a young quarterback. In fact, they have one in the building. 
in Dwayne Haskins. So they that's all they need. It's not like they're a scrub team. That they need a young quarterback to develop. That's all they need. Where the Browns, you're stuck. There's no way you're going to be able to trade Baker Mayfield. There's no way you're going to be able to get any kind of real value for him. And you have a team that's committed to winning now. And it's just it's a it's a bad look. But again, going back to the the Bengals, that's the the reality for them is they have a franchise quarterback, and they have somebody to lean on and. To be honest, you know, I remember when the Bengals drafted Andy Dalton and the first year he, as a rookie, he led them to the playoffs. Didn't get the win, but he got them to the playoffs. I don't see Joe Burrow looking like Andy Dalton. I see Joe Burrow potentially being able to go on the road and winning games just off the moxie, just off the, just, just off the strength. And that's something that you need, especially in today's game where the Bengals might not have home field. You know, and I just look at things like that, and I think right now you you would have to say they're the best team in the AFC. Um, you know, a lot of people like the Bills, but I, I just don't see them being a top-tier team, not not at this moment, when all these other teams, I think, can beat them. Uh, now we're going to number four, and that's going to be the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I know all the Dallas Cowboys fans out there they're going to uh, be hating on this, but listen. The reason why I have them at four, and they only have one, they have, they have one loss. But the reason why I have them at four is because I'm still not convinced how they play football is going to equate to playoff wins. The reason why I say that is, I again, I understand week-to-week football is one thing. But when you're going into the playoffs and you're not playing the Lions every week, you're not playing the Vikings every week, you're playing elite teams. In the first round alone, you're going to be playing a 49ers or a Rams, you know, somebody like that. You're not going up against the Lions. You're not going up against the Texans. So, in my opinion, I just think Dallas is a type of team that they look like they look like a good team, but their holes on their team show literally every game. Clock management is huge in the playoffs. There's no get second chances in the playoffs. You're you're done. I just think the Cowboys have a lot of clock management issues and that's why I put them at four. Until I see all that cleaned up, some penalty stuff, uh, I got them at number four. Number three, Buccaneers. What's there to say? Tom Brady is a freaking legend um, at his age and still being the best quarterback, if one of the best quarterbacks in football. It's unreal. And the, the man said he could play until 55. Yeah, Tom Brady's not going anywhere, and neither are these Buccaneers. Um, they have some holes, obviously, in the secondary. They brought in Richard Sherman for that reason. And, uh, and to be 100% honest, I think the offense misses Antonio Brown. Uh, but again, we'll see this weekend, actually, when they go to the Superdome. And I'm actually calling that as an upset. I... I actually think that the the Saints are going to win that this weekend. That's just me personally. Um, but I think the Saints can get that W this weekend. 
Um, number two, the Rams. And, you know, Matt Stafford, what, what else can you say? Matt Stafford, that offense, it's just elite special. Um, there's, there's really not going to be a, a lot of teams that can beat them because, one, you got to be able to score, and two, you got to be able to play physical at the line of scrimmage. You got to make Matt Stafford be play off balance, play off script. A lot of times, I, I would say a good ninety percent of the time with Matt Stafford, if he's playing on script, they're you, they're going to score fifty a game. Uh, those play those drives that the Lions were kind of able to get Matt off his feet a little bit off off rhythm. That's where the Rams are easy to beat. And that's where a team like who the number one team on my list, the Cardinals, that's what they were able to do. The Cardinals are just a badass football team. Now, this the, the, what transpired this morning, uh, news reports coming out, J.J. Watt now done for the season with basically tore everything in his arm or in his shoulder area, pack, um, labrum. He's done for the year. Uh, I, I'm not going to speak on his future. Uh, he is signed to the to the Cardinals next season, so we'll see how that looks. Um, but um, is that going to be the the hanger? Is that going to be the hill? You know, the for the decline of this team um, because they kind of dealt with a kind of similar to what the Raiders dealt with last year, where they started off hot the the Cardinals. And then, you know, you lost a couple of games, couldn't really close out games, lost to the C uh, Seattle late in the year. Uh, just a bad, uh, excuse me, the 49ers, lost to the Niners late in the year. So, again, these are just bad looks, bad games. Um, but I, I look for Arizona to continue success. I think Chandler Jones is playing elite this year, super elite. Um, but I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the Cardinals. What can you say about their offense? I mean, my goodness, they have four number one wide receivers, including Rondell Moore, who would be, an uh, some of these teams is number one receiver and he's fourth on their depth chart. So I, I like Arizona a lot. They have four good receivers, two good tight ends. Their offensive lines, gelling. The running game is keeping teams honest. I, I like Arizona. And you know the thing about Arizona that they do it they do it better than a team like the uh, the Chargers who I've been adamant about as to take the ball out of Herbert's hands a little bit. Yeah, I'm not saying Herbert's not good enough to do it, but you want to keep a team honest. And I just think Eckler is nowhere near Connor in terms of keeping a, a defense honest. I mean Connor uh, last week had 80 yards rushing, and I know that may be might not be a lot, but when you're you're playing on a pass happy offense, that's a lot of yards. And I, I just think the Cardinals are built to last. I think there's very few teams that have four or even three good corners to cover this much weaponry on the field, and the it's like even if you cover all of those weapons. Murray's going to kill you with his legs, and that's that's probably the worst of it all, is a defense kind of has to say to themselves, we'll live with him running around and trying to play physical 
if it means we're taking the top off the offense. And I, I, I mean, it's clear that's what teams are trying to do, and he's still finding ways to get the ball downfield at a high level. Uh, so I got them number one, and I got Kyla Murray as my MVP. And, um, again, they're, they play the Packers tonight. Uh, that game might not be close. It, it, you know, it, it might be, you know, over by halftime. <laughs> you know, Green Bay without their all, you know, all pro wide receiver Devontae Adams tonight, along with some of their other weapons. This ain't it. It's going to be a long night for Aaron Rodgers. A lot of running the ball, I'm sure. Um, but we'll see. We'll see how they look. Um, I'm excited, and I hope you guys are too. Um, and on that note, this was the J Love Podcast. I'll see you guys next time. Deuces!